All right, welcome everybody. So glad that you are joining us online today, Skyline Church Online. Listen, wherever you are, check in, say hi. We've got our online hosts ready to connect with you. If you've got any questions, need anything, we're here for you. Listen, maybe you're new with us. If this is your first time here, let us know. We'd love to connect with you. We've got a little gift that we would love to send you just to say thank you for being here with us this morning. Parents, don't forget, we've got uh, special online kids uh, worship experiences for you. You can hop over to skylinechurch.cc, click on the button that says Sky Kids Online, and we've got resources uh, and, and worship experiences for your kids available to you. Now listen, y'all, you are in for an amazing treat today. I got one of my, one of my best friends in the entire world, Pastor Adam Martino, all the way from Richmond United Church. Listen, he's been a great friend of mine. They actually, United Church planted the week before Skyline Church planted, so we we were joking around that we're like twins. It was just a really long time to get both of us out. So we're just, I'm excited that he's here to be sharing with us today. So church, wherever you are right now, I want you to get on your feet. Huge round of applause for Pastor Adam Martino. What a privilege to be here, Skyline Church. Um, I can't even begin to say, but I will begin to say how much we love you guys very much. Um, we're so grateful to be here. Like Pastor said, um, we've known each other for a bunch of years. We do life together, and there's not uh, many people that, um, that have a place in our heart like your pastors, Pastor Jeff and Christy. And there's a passage of scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17, that actually says this. It says that your pastors, your leaders, the ones that guide you in spiritual truths, the ones that preach the gospel to you, are worth double the honor. So would you do me a favor right now? Would you just take a minute and, and just honor your pastors, whatever that looks like. You could scream, you could stand up, you could shout, you could drop some comments below, just tell them you love them. Put it in the comments below. Just say, I love you, pastor. We're so grateful for you. How many know right now being a pastor is a 24-7 job where we're just caring for people. I never worked so hard in my life. Come on, somebody. I thought I was working hard before. I've never worked harder, and we're just getting started. God is on the move right now. Things are crazy right now. Our world literally is on fire, and uh, we just need, we've never needed the church more than we need the church right now. We never needed a move of God more than we need a move of God right now in our lives. The Bible says in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 17, it says, learn to do good, seek justice, care for the orphans, love the widows. We, we are right now in this place, in, in this state, in our country where we, we need to do better. We need to learn how to do better. And there's only one source that can help us do that. And his name is Jesus Christ. People are asking questions. They have a lot of questions. Guess what, folks? We are living in the answer. His name is Jesus Christ. And I want you to turn to two passages of scripture real quick with me. Two passages of scripture, and I'm in 2 Kings uh, chapter 3, verses 16 to 19. 2 Kings chapter 3, 
And uh, the second passage I want you to put your finger on is in Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 7 through 14. And uh, they, they, this passage of scripture, both these passages of scripture combined, I think lay out a roadmap of what we need in our lives for God to move. Right now, we need a mighty move of God to change our hearts. You know, there was a season in my life where I started preaching and I said, man, I want to be, I, I want to be inspirational. Like I want to inspire people, get people hyped up, get people excited. And as, as I got a little bit older, I said, man, I want to be informational. Like, I want to have all this deep content to stir people's hearts. Right now, the only thing we need is to be transformational. We need the transformational gospel of Jesus Christ in our lives, changing our hearts, changing our minds with all that's going on. This issue, that issue, we need Jesus, the power of Jesus to change our hearts. Somebody give me an amen in the comments below. Stand with me. Together, we can change things. The local church is the hope of the world. The local church is the hope of the world. And right now, things look a little bit different for us. Maybe we're, we're, we're not in a building. Maybe we're not meeting together. I know things in Charlottesville are a little bit different than they are in Richmond. We're in the city of Richmond. Things are moving at a lot slower pace. But the church has never had greater reach than it has right now. We have the opportunity to reach people that we might have never touched before. And I wanna encourage you, be the light, be hope, share your testimony, share your story. People need to hear what God has done and what God is doing in your life. Here we go, Second Kings. Look, by the way, I might not have said this before, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you know now real quick. I'm Puerto Rican Italian. I get sidetracked very, very easy. If something shiny is popping up in the back, I, I might go on a rabbit trail. So just track with me. Second Kings chapter three, and this is what it says. And he said, thus says the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. Somebody say ditches. For thus says the Lord, you shall not see wind, nor shall you see rain, yet this valley shall be filled with water so that you, your cattle, and your animals may drink. And this is a simple matter in the sight of the Lord. I love that. Anything is simple when God is in the room. Anything becomes easy when God is involved in it. Things that might seem de desperate, things that might seem impossible become possible when God steps in. Here we go, Deuteronomy chapter 8, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 7 through 14. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Somebody say, good land. A land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates. A land of olive oil and honey. A land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you could dig copper. When you have eaten and are full, somebody say, are full. Then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. You might be saying, Pastor Adam, I don't, 
This land doesn't feel so good right now. There's so many things happening. There's so much going on. I hear what you're trying to get at. First, you started with some valleys, digging some ditches, which really didn't make sense to me. And now you're telling me that those same valleys and those same ditches are going to overflow. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. If you make space in your life for God to work, he will. You need to make room in your life. You need to make room in your family. You need to make room in your city, in your home, in your sphere of influence for God to work. And I promise you, he will. This is what it says in verse 17. You may say to yourself, my power and, my, and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. Verse 18, but remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives the ability to produce wealth and so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. Here's the thought. Here, here's what I'm trying to give you in a nutshell. Your subtraction gains God's attraction. Somebody put that in the comments below. Your attraction gains God's attraction. Don't settle for being full. Create a need for God in your life. Many times we reach a point where we think that we're just fine the way that we are, that we're just good. I feel blessed. I, my bank account looks like it's blessed. I just got that stimulus check. Come on, somebody. And, and everything seems great. In those moments, it's so easy, right, to, to start neglecting the word of God, to start neglecting jumping online and, and worshiping together with the body of Christ. Your need is valuable to God. God needs you to need him. I'm going to say that again. God needs you. I'm preaching better than you're acting. Come on, somebody. God needs you to need him. We don't hunger or pursue or cry out for more of God, more of his presence, more of his blessings. We, we need to hunger. The Bible says that we need to hunger and thirst. We need to long for more of God in our lives. The Bible says that his, his goal is to bring us from glory to glory, not from glory to stop. Not from glory to I'm okay. Not from glory to I'm good, don't, don't worry about me, I'm doing just fine. But from glory to glory, we're supposed to keep on moving. Our God responds to need. God responds to need. In, in our countries, in, in, in the, our cities, we, we pride ourselves in being independent saying, I, I got this, I, I can do this on my own. I'm here to tell you we can't. We can't do it on our own, especially not when we have the, all the, the, the maximum source of power, the greatest resource, the greatest source of power in Jesus Christ that ever was, ever will be. We can't do it on our own. We need to need God. Second, Second Kings uh, chapter four says this. It's a story of, of a, a prophet speaking to somebody and, and there was a great need. There was, there was, there was a, a need for finances. There was a need for blessing. There was a need for a, a, a whole bunch of things and the prophet gives some words of what he says, go gather what you can gather and I'm going to help you get blessed. Like go get what you can get and I wanna help you get blessed. I think that's the point for all of us being connected to church, being connected to ministry is being able to get a place where we can get blessed. 
Yeah, we could watch a lot of things online and, and, and spend all our day on YouTube, but there's something that happens when you get around the people of God that, that need like you need and want like you want. There's power in numbers when we gather together and we pray together. Our, our prayers get stronger. Our prayers go further faster when we connect them to other people's prayers. This is what the passage says in 2 Kings chapter 4. Your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then the prophet said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Don't just gather a few. And when you have come, when you have come back in, shut the door behind you for you and your sons and then pour all the oil into the vessels and set aside the full ones. So she goes out and she, she starts gathering as many vessels as she can. And she goes into the room and she closes the door and she starts pouring oil. And, and out of her amazement, she's seeing that all these vessels are getting filled up. All the vessels are getting full up. I think when God is involved, he turns little into much. When God gets involved in our lives, he can turn what, what seems like not enough into more than enough. Sometimes we forget that the, the biggest doors swing on the littlest of hinges. I was walking into your auditorium this evening to preach, and you got these beautiful barnyard door, doors there. And, and man, I, I, I took for granted how strong I am. Come on, somebody. I pushed that thing, and it went flying. The, the biggest door swings on the littlest of hinges. I'm here to tell you this morning, I just want to encourage you, do not despise the day of small beginnings. God is starting something in your life that he's going to finish, but you got to let him. You got to let him. You got to make room for God to work in your life. He's attracted to need. When we act like we don't need God. When we act like we don't want anymore, like I'm good, I feel so blessed. I, I'm here to tell you this morning, there's more. There's more than you could ever imagine if you'll let him. If you'll let him. Listen to what happens in this story. Then pour it into those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her. And she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. The prophet said to the woman to borrow not a few containers for the blessing of the Lord was about to pour out. We must pour out not a few buckets and containers if we wish the blessing to continue to flow. If the buckets get full, the blessing stops. The minute you get full, the blessing stops. You're supposed to stay hungry. You're supposed to stay wanting. You're supposed to stay in the fight. Have you lost your fight? Maybe you're with me this morning and you're saying, man, I, I've gotten so used to my couch. You want me to do what? Come out? I mean, I guess I could. But this, it feels so good just being here on Sunday morning in my PJs with my coffee. And, and God is attracted to your need. He wants you to want him. The minute we get full is the minute he gets done. 
He says, you got to give me something to work with. Or maybe, maybe you're on the opposite side where you're saying, God, bless me. God, bless me. God, bless me. I need, I need. Are you giving God anything to bless? Are you giving God anything to work with? I'm, now you're saying, man, Pastor Jeff, this guy's crazy. He's hard. I, don't, yeah, I feel like he's been yelling at me for 40 minutes. Maybe I have. I'm sorry. I'm going to lower my tone a little bit. All I'm trying to say is that God loves to respond to your need. He loves to respond to your need. Greater influence, greater success is yours. If only you would ask and ask with passion. God responds to passion, the level of passion that you have. When Pastor Jeff started us this evening, he said, God will meet you at the place of your expectation. God is turned on by your passion. Come on, somebody. That's not crazy to say. I'll say it again. God gets turned on by your passion. He said, oh. I just heard Jim. I haven't heard Jim for the longest time. Right outside the doors of your house, there's people that are desperate. Right outside the doors of your house, there's people that are broken. There's people that are crying. There's people that are hurting. There's people that need just as much as you. Maybe there's people that need more than you. We, want, we have to want more of God in our lives. We have to want more of God in our lives, in our cities, in our world. God responds. He requires a need. You must continually have a need before the Lord. You're saying, Pastor, you're telling me to be needy. Yes, I'm a, I am. I'm telling you to be needy for more of him. The moment we get content, that word should not be in our vocabulary. Content should not be in our vocabulary when it comes to Christ. Content means comfort, and comfort means I'm doing just fine. I could stay here. I never have to grow. I never have to move. I never have to go. I could stay in this place. The prophet said, do not just, don't, don't just get a few jars. Just get as many jars as, as you can find out there. Look, I'm here to tell you this morning, if you look outside of your house, if you look just on the news, there's jars everywhere, jars of need, people, people that need, people that need you, people that need your help, people that need the same Jesus Christ that's in your life, in theirs. We need to need God, his presence is attracted to our greatest needs. Our safety and security may be locking God's power out of our life. I'm gonna say that again. Our safety and security might be locking God's power out of our lives because we're saying, I'm, I'm good like this. I don't need anything else. God responds to great need. Here's a question. Here's, here's a couple of thoughts for you. Can you identify unhealthy areas in your life where you need God? Can you identify any unhealthy areas in your life where you need God? What's keeping you from growing? These are just, just some things to think about. I want, to, I want you to be challenged this morning. I want you to feel challenged in your heart. 
If you removed one thing from your life, would, would you grow? Would, would things change? And if so, what is that thing? Can you identify that thing? For this woman, the thing that stopped her from getting more was, was, was not trusting in the word of God. Are you not trusting the word of God in your life where you're saying, yeah, I read it. Yeah, I look at it. Yeah, I go through it. And I believe it for Frank. I believe it for Sandy. I believe it for this one. But I'm not believing it for my own life. God is attracted to our need. God can answer your greatest dreams, your greatest heart's desires, your greatest longings. If you let go of everything that's holding you back from going in. So you might be saying, well, this sounds good. What do I do now? What, 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 how, do I, how do I do this? How do I do this? He, here's my challenge to you. What if for the next three weeks, the next four weeks, you just said, I'm going to give God my best. I'm going to give God my very best. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get into the word. I'm going to act like I need God in my life. What if for the next three weeks you said, I, I, I'm just going to go. It takes 21 days to form a habit. What if you said, I'm just going to go and, and, and I'm, going to, I'm going to trust God. I'm going, to, I'm going to make God first. I'm going to make God my preference in my finances. Financially, I'm going to, I'm going to put God first in my life, Leviticus 27 says this. All the tithes of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It's holy to the Lord. Malachi 3.10 says that we should bring all our tithes into our storehouse. Tithe just means 10. It literally means 10% of your income. Giving 10%, the first and the best 10% of what you have to God. What if you said, God, I, I have a need in my finances. There's, there's never a better time to give God than when you need it. There's never a better time to give to God than when you need because you're saying, God, I trust you. I'm putting you first in this area of my life. What if we said for the next three weeks, I'm, go I'm just putting God first and I'm going to make sure that I'm putting him first in my finances. Proverbs chapter 3 says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Imagine if I gave God what he deserves. Imagine if I gave God my first and my best. How about for the next three weeks you honor God physically with your body? That might be a big toughie for everybody. Putting, putting God first in my body. I, maybe you're watching this and you're saying, I haven't slept right in months. I, haven't, I have no peace because I have no rest. I, I, I have a need for physical peace. I have a need for physical healing. We said God is attracted to your need. For the next three weeks, making God first in your body physically. 
Or maybe that even means get, get going, going in, getting involved, getting on the dream team, getting, getting plugged back in in church. Maybe you've been away for a while. Maybe, maybe you, you're real comfortable where you're at and you're saying, I've, I've, I come to church and I consume, but I really don't give. I really, I really, I really don't do anything but sit. And maybe that means you physically getting involved in something. Physically getting involved in something that involves Jesus. Come on, somebody. Changing, changing the way you drink. Changing maybe some unhealthy things that you put in your body. Committing your body, saying this is the temple of God. Matthew 23 says this, the greatest among you must be a servant. Who are you serving? What are you a slave to? What's controlling your life? What's controlling your thought life? What's controlling your habits? Here's the third thing. Going in for the next three weeks, totally. I got you on that one. Totally, totally going in. And that means total surrender. Maybe that you're watching this morning, you're saying, I don't, I don't know that I've even ever prayed. I don't know that I've ever surrendered my life to Christ. I don't know that I've ever submit, truly submitted. I don't know that I've, you know, it's really easy to say God's Lord of my life to people and just talk about it. It's really easy to say maybe, I, I, I go to church or I'm a Christian. I think that's that vocabulary has become really easy to people. But what's tough to say is he's Lord of my life and he's the savior of my life. And I believe that he could do anything in my life because I'm totally and completely surrendered to Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something. The moment that I totally surrendered, everything in my life changed. Everything in my life changed. I had no desire, no need for anything else but more of Christ. This is what it says in James chapter 4. James chapter 4 verses 7 through 17. Humble yourself before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you've done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. I think it's time for some of us to just make a fresh start, make a fresh commitment with Jesus Christ. Because here's the thing, what consumes your mind will consume your life. So if God is not in control of your mind, if not God is not in control, everything else will be in control. Maybe it's time to lay some things down, some things that you've been holding on to, some things that you've been indulging in that you shouldn't be anywhere near. 
I think this morning it's time for change. I think this morning it's an opportunity for you to start, for you to hit the reset button. I think maybe this morning it's time to say, God, I've dug deep holes. I've dug deep wells, Lord God, and I want you to fill them with living water. I want you to fill them with the power and presence of your Holy Spirit. I need you, God, in my life to start working. I need you, God, in my life to start moving. I need you, God, in my life to heal me, to set me free from things that are holding on to me. So maybe right now, right now, just, just look at my face right now. Maybe right now, you're feeling that in your heart. You're feeling that pull. All it takes is something like this. I want you to pray with me. And I want you to say what I say. That's all you, all you need to do. Just pray with me. Say what I say. Say something like this. Say, Jesus, I need you to come into my life. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my heart to you. I feel so lost. I feel so broken, so hurting. I need you to move in my mind. I need you to move in my heart. I ask that you would forgive me. Forgive me for walking away or forgive me for never really going in or forgive me for never really committing. I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that Jesus rose from the grave for me. And this moment, this morning, I surrender my life to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen and amen. Come on, church, let's celebrate. If you prayed that prayer this morning, we're celebrating with you. The Bible says that all of heaven is celebrating with you. We love you so much. We're so grateful. Come on, God is attracted to your needs, and he loves you. And so do we. Amen and amen. Amen. Come on, wherever you are, wherever you are right now, celebrate right now. All of heaven is rejoicing that you're coming home. Maybe for the first time, maybe for the first time in a long time. But no, there's a party being thrown in heaven in your honor right now in Jesus' name. Come on, wherever you are, get on your feet, celebrate new life, new creation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, right where you are, stay on your feet right now. Stay on your feet. Come on, I want you to give it up again for Pastor Adam Martino from United Church. Bringing an amazing word to us today. Pastor Adam, we love you. Pastor Leslie, we love you. Your family. Now listen really quickly. The worst thing in the world you could do would be in, to be inspired to make change and then not take a step in that direction. So here's what I want you to do right now. If you, if you prayed that prayer, listen to me. Scripture says if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, that you'll be saved. So here's what I want you to do. Right now there's a little button that you can click that says, hey, that was me today. Click that right now. We want to connect with you. We want to pray with you. We want to partner with you on this faith journey. Listen, don't be inspired and then walk away. Be inspired and keep on moving forward in your faith journey. Amen.
But church has been so good being with you. We're going to end the same way that we always do with a chance to give our tithes and our offerings. Now listen, if you're new with us, we don't want anything from you. In fact, we just hope that this online worship experience has been our gift to you. But if you call Skyline your home, listen, all we ever ask is that you ask Jesus what you should give and then just be obedient because listen, we always know that there's blessing on the other side of obedience. And church, listen to me. You hear me say it every single week. Listen, as you continue to be faithful and consistent and generous, the church is able to be faithful, consistent, and generous with our city, buying out food trucks every Thursday night. Because of you, we've now fed about 1,700 people in the past couple of weeks. That's because of you. You're pushing the kingdom of Jesus forward. You're being a movement in this city. You're being the gospel. You're being the hands. You're being the feet of Jesus, meeting needs right where we are. Be faithful so the church can be faithful. Be generous so the church can be generous. Amen. There's two really easy ways that you can give. You can give online or through our app. You can also give right from your smartphone. You can text the amount you want to give to 84321 and then just follow the prompts from there. Now, right where you are, put your hands up right now. I just want to bless you right where you are. Receive this in Jesus' name. Jesus, I just pray right now that your very presence will go before your people. Holy Spirit, that you would fill and dwell in your church and in your people. And Heavenly Father, that you would cause your good face to shine upon us, to give us peace, to give us joy, to give us rest until we gather together again in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church. We love you. We miss you. We're praying for you. Stay connected. We'll see you next Sunday. Love you. Have a great week.